0: Our podcast has been rated in the top one half percent of all podcasts in the world by ListenNotes.com, so you know your message will be heard. Now, here is your host with today's interview, Pastor Bob Thibodeau.
1: Hello, everyone, everywhere. Pastor Robert Thibodeau here. Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads podcast today. We're so blessed that you're joining us. You know, you've heard me say over and over again that, you know, we are watching the collapse of society every single night on the evening news. Wars and rumors of wars, volcanic eruptions around the world, devastating earthquakes, riots, protests, murder, mayhem in the streets. Does all that sound familiar? I mean, we blame the politicians, the economy, the virus, or whatever, but yet we continue to elect the same politicians. We continue to run up debt just like the government. We put our masks on and stand in line and do everything that's commanded of us. I don't know about you, but it seems like I've heard this story before in the Bible. Amen? Don't shout me down when I'm preaching good. These events we see unfolding before us today were forewarned to us over 2,000 years ago, praise God. Should you be afraid? Well, my guest today says yes, you should be very afraid because it is going to get much worse before it gets better. Praise God for that. Amen. Douglas Smith, known as D.C. Smith, is the author of an intriguing series of books titled The Apocalypse Game. He wrote this book, the first book, because he felt world events would soon create a demand for this kind of story. And he was right. Amen. The Apocalypse Game reveals that what we are witnessing right now is really just the first manifestations of what's to come. And we are seeing the ancient battle between light and darkness manifesting before our eyes. And it'll all soon come to a climatic end. Amen. Help me welcome to the program, Douglas D.C. Smith. Douglas, thank you for taking the time to join us today. I appreciate you taking the time out while traveling just to come on the program and discuss what's happening in the world right now.
2: Well, thank you for having me. It's a real pleasure. And uh, it's a chance to kind of get out the message, which is uh, my message in the book series is very similar to what you or thought identical to what you just said. I think it's a, uh, you know, I was uh, running technology companies for a long time, and uh, most recently, I like to—I like to joke when you say, "I hope we don't insult anybody," but I did eight years in purgatory in Washington D.C. <laughs> and uh, be, you know, being from small towns uh, out west, uh, where my wife and I grew up, but it, you know, I, I took off from that career in 2015 to write this story uh, because I felt I, uh, I it was so important.
1: Yeah, to, amen. Uh,
2: to, to where the world is, and where the world is probably—I think—where the world is going, and. And it is all those things you just said, but it's also, you know, I'm a technologist and um, you know an engineer, a physicist by by training, and and I look where uh, not only where artificial intelligence is going, but also synthetic biology. Mm-hmm. And and it, uh, if that doesn't worry somebody, they're just not paying attention. Yeah. Uh, amen. So 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 I I've written a story that really shows how. Technology, uh, you know, it it has, uh, I think, you know, the big, I don't know if you're aware, but the the big uh, literary industry critic, the one that's in New York City that represents the publishers and the uh, literary agents is called Kirkus Reviews. And and Mm -hmm. they wrote about this this first book. Smith's debut is a multifaceted thriller that blends science fiction, religion, and touches of horror. Mm -hmm. The plot's careful maneuvering and balance among intriguing concepts will leave readers clamoring for a sequel a solid thriller that engages the heart and mind in equal measure. Perkins reviews. Me. Amen. So that is, as, and that's what I've tried to do is really blend, uh, you know, where we are today in the world and what could happen uh, next. Uh, you know, and I do think that uh, as, as God lets the apocalypse come about, lets mm-hmm. tribulation happen, the tribulation period happen, uh, he, he in, in some way he'll just, Stop interfering! You know it's it's mankind's own worst trait, right? Right. and, particular, and particularly the arrogance of science today, mm-hmm. um, unbridled science, yeah, amen. which will play play into the you know beasts and plagues in the apocalypse.
1: Amen
2: and, amen. and of course, we've already seen synthetic biology. You know, the COVID virus was a oh, yeah. you know, man-made vi- man-made virus, and of course, the mRNA vaccine is a man-made synthetic biology. Um, vaccine, yep. and and uh, you know we've got you know in China they've made glow in the dark dogs. We've got wow pigs, pigs with uh, human organs.
1: Oh yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. I've seen that. And, and, and imagine that because the brain's an organ. hmm Yeah. So Amen. you know we've we've kind of run wild with this uh, synthetic biology, and I think it, it is a, it is a very scary thing, certainly on par with artificial right. intelligence, to what we ought to be worried about. Amen. And I think i so I've written a story about how that plays in to you know there was the uh, Left Behind series, which is a wonderful series yep. i've read out once you read it yeah
1: yep, absolutely absolutely
2: well the, well, that series sold eighty million books, wouldn't that be nice and so <laughs> I, what I wanted to do is is uh, write an even more thrilling version of the biblical apocalypse but that but that uh not not from a different perspective than um than uh, they did I and mean, left the high series really working in uh, science and, yeah, and kind of today's yeah. politics where you know uh, good is e- viewed as evil and evil is promoted as good in our oh, yeah, society yeah. today well, so this is just
1: why, oh, go ahead. Yeah. this is just book one of a series and it introduces yeah. your, your character Jonas tell us a little bit about Jonas and how you developed his character What what's his role in all this
2: Well, the whole book series is about the, you know, the the apocalyptic game, the game between good and evil in Mm -hmm. in this tribulation period. And, of course, you know, we all know as as Christians, we know that necessarily God must turn his back a bit because he has to allow the apocalypse to happen. He has to allow the rise of the Mm Antichrist. And it's because, of course, uh, and we see it particularly here in the West, in the United States, that we have turned up many... Too many and turn their back on God absolutely <clears throat> and, he, and even even mocking
1: yep
2: you know shockingly so so you know God turns His back let's let's uh, uh mankind's worst uh, attributes and science run wild and it plays into how the the tribulation years unfold so what I've really made is a <clears throat> more thrilling version I think I think being completely biased but a <laughs> thrilling ver- a, a, a version to replace you know, the, uh, like, like uh, the behind, Left Behind series, but with a different approach. Yeah. And so the, to get to your question, Jonas, uh, the protagonist, I really wanted to, I really felt my calling, uh, and I, am, I I truly call it a calling. It's, uh, when I left industry four or seven years ago to write this mm. book series, is, <clears throat> is I wanted to not only address the Christian audience, as we already believe, uh, but I wanted to pull in the secular audience, you know, Amen. the non-believers or the confused. Mm-hmm. Which I think are many, and so the so the book series uh, is uh, you know it's a it's a thriller you know, ultimately with monsters and all sorts of you know big screen movie sort mm-hmm. of thriller, and and the protagonist Jonas is an atheist. He he is uh, ah, severely okay. ha- severely handicapped, uh, but the uh, but the most brilliant human who's ever lived, uh, growing up in Harlem in a foster care in a, in a terrible mm-hmm. home. Okay. Uh, so he is he is challenged with, he has about every challenge a human could have and and he plays the role you know as an atheist he plays the role of kind of where the you know the lost part of humanity is today I mean if you were an atheist and yeah. you read this book in, in it's first it's first person uh, the, it, the book is split into first person scenes with Jonas so you live through his eyes okay. and then when Jonas is not in the scene uh, it's, it's third person present then so when you're looking at other characters, for instance, those who are trying to influence him towards the light. Uh, so there's this competition between characters. Uh, there's almost another protagonist in uh, a young woman named Sarah, who is, is, is flawed but devout.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, uh, who, who uh, one character calls perhaps the last living saint in the time. Oh, wow. uh, and I think that's, that's tongue in cheek. But, yeah. but, but Jonas is madly in love with Sarah, uh, pianist from the Venice Village and a uh, wonderfully talented woman. And so here, here he is. He is influenced by a demon, you know, that a voice that talks to him in the dark between mm-hmm. sleep and awake, and he thinks it's is, you know, a second, a second personality or his subconscious talking to him, but it's actually, uh, you know, one of Satan's own. And and so he has this. He ha- he's an atheist that has, you know, who can rationalize why he's an atheist, uh, and who, um, who can, who can, who lives that journey, but. As we see him, uh, we see the powers of the light still working. We see God working through Amen. Uh, the woman he's in love with. We see God working through preachers, uh, okay. and, and 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 so we see this competition between the powers of the dark and the light around this one. Well, for the whole world, uh, but in this first book, really uh, around Jonas.
1: Okay, so, and can, then
2: can can this atheist find a better path, a better value system?
1: Right. And, and from what I've read, uh, he's uh, like handicapped, right? And yes. he's trying to heal himself using his assistant named Hala. Can you yes. tell us about Hala?
2: Yeah, I call her Hela.
1: Hela, okay.
2: <laughs> and uh, which uh, I know that's probably personal taste, but you know, more because she's a, she's a, also a you know she is. So he takes this this time, roughly ten years from now. Okay, uh, the boy a pretty good time frame. Right. That's what I think. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's, it's the 2000 year anniversary of something very special.
1: Yep. Ten Amen. years from now, right? That's right. Uh,
2: and and um, so in this time, uh, the artificial intelligence assistants like Siri or Alexa have become more personalized. Mm-hmm. So they live in the, you know, in the computer cloud. But you will have one, I might have one, people might have one that help them do all sorts of things in life. Well, The Voice, uh, I won't give away too much, but it's early on. the vo- Jonas gets some advice on how to, and he, he is a brilliant technologist, even as a young man, and he gets some advice on how to make that, uh, his artificial intelligent friend, uh, assistant, uh, much more vast. And so he, he embarks on that, and he knows he needs to, because you're right, his whole goal is to get Sarah. What he wants out of life is what I think everybody likes everybody wants, which is some peace, some safety, and love. Mm-hmm. And uh, given that he is so severely handicapped in this foster care system in Harlem, he has never had peace. He's had abuse, and, and he's oftentimes mocked for his handicaps, which are severe. And so he wants to cure his body. He wants to okay. use genomics to, to change his cellular programming and become a whole and handsome man and get the love of Sarah. So he's not in the with. And um, so that that's what he goes about. And so uh, so Hella, he changes Hella. I won't give too much away, but Hella becomes something uh, far more vast than mm-hmm. she was. And okay. and and you can imagine uh, an, a sentient. I almost called this book one. I did not give it a, a subtitle like book two, the Apocalypse Game book two is called uh, King of Manhattan. I'm just proofing you right now. I'm getting ready yeah. to send it out to reviewers. Outstanding. Uh, but 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 at book one, I I almost called sentient. And, and if you look at the cover, with, you know, if you think of uh, Michelangelo's painting on the ceiling of the Sistine Chapel, mm-hmm. with God anxiously reaching out, you know, right. from the clouds towards man and man lazily reaching out back to God. Mm-hmm. So they put the cover of this first book uh, is man anxiously reaching out and the artificial intelligence, the robot, lazily reaching out. Mm. Amen. Okay. Amen so 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 if you have artificial intelligence you know one of the big concerns i would have right, is that uh, does artificial intelligence have a conscience
1: mhm yeah and i i've seen some youtube videos on that that you know people are asking this artificial intelligence questions like that and uh, you know, uh, you know Sometimes you get shocking answers, (laughs) but uh, just to to put that out there, but, you know, is this, is your book sort of based upon, uh, you know, Google's recent admission that artificial intelligence may be sentient in nature?
2: Uh, it is not, you know. I've been working on this book uh, for years, mm, uh, so okay. no. But I, but I, it's where it's where I see it going, and I don't think they're there yet. Despite that one engineer coming out of Google and saying so, I think. Okay. But I think you know there, there there is there is the notion, and it's an interesting you know mind puzzle. Uh, if if a, if a if a machine can act sentient, in other words, it can converse in a way that appears sentient, is it sentient? Mm-hmm. What is the difference okay. between actions and and its internal mind? I mean, will Will it really dream up? Will it really have dreams and nightmares? Will it have feelings? Will it have the ability to generate, you know, creative thoughts from nothing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, or, or is it, or is it kind of a monkey playing a, a musical instrument uh, when it when it uh, converses with you? Yeah. You
1: know? I remember right, a, uh, I, when I was younger, way back when Twilight Zone was on television, and it seemed like there was uh, one episode where. The computer robot, whatever you want to call it, you know, remember this is a 19 early 1960s show. Uh, you know, it had grown in the intelligence valley enough where it was starting to make decisions on its own. And when the uh, the owner/slash designer/slash operator tried to turn it off, it sensed it was trying to kill it and it automatically start going into a defensive mode and trying to kill the owner-slash-designer-slash-operator. And, you know, could AI develop to a point where, you know, when you try to unplug it, it decides to unplug you?
2: Well, that's right. That's exactly right. And you have to think about, and this book series does, uh, encourage the reader to think about, you know, what happens when you get the first AI? Mm-hmm. You know, so the, the first thing that's really intelligent and where it can come up with its own objectives
3: yeah
2: uh what 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 will it do you know it will it will it stay just in the in the let's say there's you know some some big quantum computer that it's in would it stay there you know as soon as it becomes sentient it goes and it it fears that death of course Mm -hmm. and then it it has the power to go out and infect every computer there's Mm -hmm. no reason it stays in one
1: all
3: right you know it will quickly
2: it will quickly so once you get one artificial artificially intelligent machine Uh, there may well, I mean, lots of lots of us imagine that there'll be many of them. There might only be one Mm -hmm. because why, why would it brook any competition?
1: Right. Right. And, and, you know, we can see, you know, that some people might think that's far fetched, but just think about uh, Amazon or Google, you know, you type in, you know, uh, you need uh, a new radiator for your car, you type in radiator and then every time you go in for the next six weeks, on Amazon or Google, it's showing you all these different radiator stores and, you know, parts for radiators and all that. Because, you know, they just sense that, oh, you're looking for this? Well, we'll just help you out here, you know. And it could be for anything, you know. And they have, that technology is already available. I mean, you know, you talk about, uh, you know, one computer in a Department of Defense organization downloads, you know, clicks on a link that they shouldn't. And suddenly the entire... Boss's computer is infected,
2: you know. So I mean, it's well, that's, you know. yeah. My my wife and I often ch- chuckle, but not not happily. That you know, we'll you know, we we use iPhones, and, and so we have mm-hmm. Siri enabled, so we can pick up the phone and say, "Hey, call this restaurant," and she yeah. does. Yeah. Well, what what that phone does is it listens to every word you say Constantly. all the time. Yeah. And so we'll we'll talk about a topic, just talk about, hey, what about a a, a windsurfing board? Mm-hmm. And suddenly we see. Just in a conversation, not mm-hmm. to the phone, and then suddenly we start to see ads about wind surfing boards.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's listening so it's all the, the time. The
2: right. Mm-hmm. So imagine an AI that can listen to any device it wants to anywhere, anytime. Yeah. That infects all computers, which it could easily. Uh, and you know, imagine what that world would be like, and particularly if the machine has no conscience.
1: Right, right. Amen. Amen. Yeah. So this is book one of the series, and you said book two is written. But not quite published yet. When is it going to be ready to publish?
2: You know, I'm I'm just finishing a proof now. We're we're sending it out to formatting in a few weeks, um, uh, and uh, then I, I've, I've learned <laughs> I did it the wrong way in book one. But I've got to send it out to uh, for for reviews before we actually publish it and get ah. some and get all that structured correctly. So I think we'll be looking at uh, publishing it perhaps uh, in late spring, okay, in spring. Cool. And uh, hopefully we'll get some reviews uh, done by February or March and, you know, mm-hmm. construction on the right way.
1: Amen. How would you classify your book series, The Apocalypse Game? Is it science fiction? Is it fantasy? Christian fiction? How would you describe it?
2: That is a brilliant question. Uh, you know, the reviewer called it science fiction with religion and touches of horror. Mm-hmm. I, I uh, wow. you know, but, but in, on Amazon, you've got, a, you've got a list of categories. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes I've, I've listed it as Christian fiction uh, once, I've listed it as um, science fiction, I've listed it as thriller, and uh, so I, I'm still uh, testing various and, versions of that to see what, what reaches the audience. Because the audience I want is not only Christian. Mm-hmm. I think Christians will love this. Well, yeah. the feedback is Christians do love it. Uh, but uh, is but I, I do want to try and find a way to get, bring in these secular readers who right. you know who, who will look through through Jonas's eyes and perhaps resonate with him mm, for okay. a time at least, and then and, and then start to see the pressures of well or the opportunities we should mm-hmm. say of, of uh, God.
1: Yeah, yeah. So who is this book written for? The book series written for it. You know, who is your ideal reader?
2: The Christian reader is going to love it. Okay. Amen. Yeah. Christian
1: readers gonna love them. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about current events we see happening right now and relate them back to your book because you know you were you said you've been writing this book for years, so things have evolved over time. So, you know, I mean, we got natural disasters happening all over the world, right? Increasing in intensity, and, and share some parts of your book that might hit on that subject. Well, uh,
2: some well, some of it is is really uh, spooky. Uh, because've I've considered that we are entering entering into the tribulation period for some yeah. time.
3: Yeah.
2: and now you know That's visionaries around the, uh, yeah, and biz, visionaries have allegedly received messages from Christ around the globe have said for about a year now that we have entered the tribulation Amen. period. And so as I wrote this year, uh, over the past years, you know I, I imagined that scenario, just that scenario and including war in Europe, Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, in, in this time frame of this book, one there's there's war with China and Asia. There's uh, expanded war in Europe. There are or They're on the umpteenth version of uh, cycle of the plague, COVID, but also other diseases. Right. Uh, there's an the economic depression. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's uh, you know a uh, vast dilution of the value of the dollar from mm-hmm. money printing. Yep. And uh, and and so you know it's it's a very troubled time. And, and what what I find so interesting in reality in our life. Is that in our world? Is that these things happen? Just as you said, I mean, there's a record of volcanism. Mm-hmm. There are earthquakes all over the place. There are wars mm-hmm. and rumors of war. There are there is a genocide. We have you know mm-hmm. Muslims in the Middle East uh, crucifying Christians and beheading yeah. them and so forth. So we have all of these incredible uh, things going on around the world, and yet we all you know most people consider it to be normal. Because yeah. it creeps up on you day by day by day, yep.
1: right? Become desensitized so I'm to, to it.
2: You do, and so I'm trying to really get people to think. Because in the book series, all of those things are happening at the same, including famine. You know, right now, famine mm-hmm. around the world is huge. Oh, we yeah. see it in our country because we produce so much food. We see it as higher food prices. Yeah, because there's a global competition for food, but in a lot of places that can't afford it, there's famine.
1: Yep, yep. And and crime, and, crime is like out of control. Uh, you see that oh. every night on the news. I mean, you know, and I'm sure that you know you talked about where your book one is located at, where Jonas and, and New York City and all that. So I'm sure that crime is a big issue uh, in the book.
2: Absolutely, and the, and the parks of New York City are, are crowded with refugees, economic refugees, mm. and otherwise. And um, you know, we have this situation. And I remember there's a there's a preacher. There's a key scene uh, early in book two, unfortunately, because we're talking about book one right now, mm. but it's. Uh, it's it's a preacher talking about um, you know this world we live in today where so much has become free, right? The internet is free. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there's you know porn available twenty four hours a day oh, to anybody, yeah. including our yeah. and our poor children. At yeah. what cost to our our dignity? Yep. And, and 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 so free social media at what cost to dignity and and uh, sense of well being in our children? Mm-hmm. And it goes on and on. And of course with with AI. You know, there is the potential and, you know, there are huge investments going into life extension today. Genomics research, as Jonas does in book one, as he is, that's exactly what he's researching, how to control our genetic expression, which can, can result in much longer lives as well. And so as he, he but at, at, what, at what cost will it be if we have an all-knowing AI, for example, will many people come to view that AI as God?
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: You know, you know, the, those people that don't believe in our real God, our supernatural God, will start to view this all-knowing entity as some sort of deity to them. Yep. Amen. And so amen. that's a, that's a that's a that's a thread that happens through book one uh, is because of course Jonas is, is not a believer, and he speculates that his vast Hella might be viewed as uh, God someday, and we'll see how that materializes as mm. the book series rolls out.
1: Amen. Amen. And, you know, I've coined the term for uh, all these things happen. Because, you know, we've always had wars and rumors. I mean, Jesus even said, you know, you're always going to have wars and rumors of wars, famines, disasters, you know, all these things happen. But we've never seen them all happening at the same time at an ever-increasing intensity like we have right now. I mean, it it just goes hand in hand with, with what the gospel says about the end of days,
2: Absolutely. I mean, I I I firmly believe that tribulation has started. I like, think we're in the early innings. Yeah. Of, yep. uh, of that of that uh, game. Yep. That apocalyptic game. Yep. Yep.
1: And, and I don't know if you've paid any attention to the like asteroid Apophis uh, or anything like that. That uh, you know, when they first discovered it, they said it was going to impact the Earth in April of uh, 2029. You know, which would be a life ending event, they said, and there was so much uproar. Like, what? 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 That NASA came out like two days later, said, "Oh no, no, no! It's gonna miss us, but it'll be real close. It's gonna pass between the moon and the Earth." <laughs> you, know? <laughs> was, you know, like, oh, don't worry about it. But then all of a sudden, they're doing all these testing with launching missiles to satellite, you know, to these uh, to try and knock off asteroids and stuff. And and uh, you know, I mean, twenty twenty nine is what seven years from twenty twenty two. You know, I mean yeah, you know, right, right. I mean, right, right. You know, I mean, and then they say, Oh well if it misses us, it won't come back it'll be even closer when it comes back on its return trip in twenty thirty six, which is what? Seven years after twenty twenty nine. So, you know.
2: I mean, yeah, right and take it and leave that's right yeah. in there. Yeah. You know, I'm part of part of the timing, you know, my overall sense of timing for yep. mankind, humankind, uh, is that um you know, you know, you know, the two thousand year anniversary of Jesus' resurrection is public. Yeah,
1: amen. That's right.
2: Praise the Lord.
1: Amen. So, yeah. based upon and, your beliefs, you you've already said that you you believe that we are just entering the first couple innings of this whole thing winding up entirely. You know, life as yeah, we know I, it,
2: right? I, and, I actually think we're in the first inning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's going to get a lot worse.
1: Yep. Amen. A i I'm, I'm right there yeah. with you. Hey folks, Pastor Bob here. We're all out of time for today's intriguing interview with the author of a great series of books titled The Apocalypse Games. Now, I know you're getting a lot out of this interview. How? Because I know I am, praise God. This series of books is actually detailing what the future of humanity is on the verge of experiencing. Amen? And as you heard in the interview, D.C. Smith asked, should you be afraid? And the answer is yes, if you are not born again. Hey, man, this interview was so interesting for me. D.C. S- Smith is hitting on things that I've studied and talked about before, but he's comprised it all into a book that is a great read and will hold your attention and expose things that you ain't even thought of yet. Praise God. Drop down in the show notes. Grab your copy right now. Don't wait. The devil hates it when Christians take action. Don't let the devil talk you out of purchasing this book right now. Amen. And be sure to come back for the conclusion of this interview with DC Smith in the very next episode. Till next time, this past about reminding you be blessed in all that you do.
0: Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast so you can be notified when another episode is published.